to the Midnight Queso Podcast. I'm Tessa. Hi, I'm Lynn. This is my dad, Lynn. Hi. And today we're going to talk about High Noon. Great, great Western. Yes, so this is was Dad's turn to recommend a movie for me to watch. I'd never seen it before. Um, so we're going to talk about High Noon and then a little bit of Unforgiven. Tessa doesn't like Westerns very much, so I'm interested to see how she reacted to this particular movie. It's not that I don't like them. It's just uh, a little goes a long way. I like any movie that's good. Any genres is great. So... High noon. What do you th- what do you think about it, Dad? What do well, you like about it? Let me kind of just uh, start by kind of doing a qualification. Uh, when I was young, and I'm talking about uh, four or five years old, uh, in the evenings, programs would come on, and the first program I remember coming on was uh, was a movie called Rawhide, which starred Clint Eastwood. He was the co kind of a co-star his name was rowdy and i remember i would be put to bed and we kind of had our bedroom was next to the living room and we i'd kind of look through little cracks in the door and watch uh, rawhide and bonanza was also a big one that we watched when i was little and so i grew up on westerns so uh westerns uh thing about westerns there's the good guys and the bad guys and uh the good guys chase the bad guys and the good guys win high noon was a movie that uh i thought uh, was really interesting um somebody's zinman was the director and his approach was kind of different than other westerns most westerns kind of filtered the they would uh filter so your black and white kind of looked all the same. Well, he refused to filter. And if you watch, as you watch the movie, you can really see that effect. You can see the light and darkness is different from other black and white westerns. But um, High Noon, Kerry uh, <clears throat> Cooper. Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper won the Academy Award for it. He was older. It was in 1952, and he was getting older and kind of at the end of his career. And it has... Uh, Grace Kelly in it. It was actually her first movie. Her first movie, yeah. Someone found her on uh, the stage on yeah. Broadway. And uh, she's not very good in it. Yeah, that's what they said. As we talk more, I'll talk more about that part. But uh, but she's Grace Kelly. You know, she's beautiful. This is a this is a movie where the uh, black and white, and what I mean, the black and white of a western of good and bad kind of crosses, and who's good and who's bad. And it's about a sheriff that has defended the town for many, many years. And on the day that he's retiring and marrying his Quaker wife, who he marries that day, who has convinced him to never pick up again again, a message comes in that on at high noon on the, on the train, an outlaw, that he put into prison is going to come to town and terrorize the town and kill him. And the outlaw has actually been um, granted free by the governor, has been parted by the governor. And so there's the dilemma of what do you do? Do you take your young wife and head off into the sunset? Or you do you defend this town? 
Well, and she really wants him to leave, obviously, because she's a Quaker pacifist. Do you know what this movie is based on in real life? Uh, The McCarthy trials. Yeah. So the screenwriter, Carl Foreman, um, he was experiencing getting blacklisted in Hollywood. And so the experience in the movie is about his experience with people refusing to vouch for him. Even though he was highly respected, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So he had been a member of the Communist Party, but had left it. And so he refused to name names. And so he was being blacklisted. And therefore, you know, he actually, it actually says he uses real conversations, um, like real, the verbiage of real conversations he had with his friends who uh, refused to stand up for him, which is what the movie is about. Basically, Gary Cooper, he goes back, he decides that he's going to do what he thinks is right, which is stand up to this guy. And he he basically says, it will be fine if I have some help. And, you know, one by one, he goes to all of these people and no, no one will help him. Nobody helps him, including the clergy. It should be added that uh, I think it's Zinman is the director that he took that script. He knew it came out of the McCarthy and he... He tried to make it a more world, a more about how we treat each other in the world also. And so the, the, although what you're saying I think is true, it also shows us is how, how do we treat our, our fellow man and how do we as individuals stand up to trial and justice as we are confronted with it. Well, that's just, I mean, it's an allegory for mm-hmm. that situation, but that situation, of course, comes up in everyday life all the time. There's a quote that I really liked that I wrote down, um, and this is, I believe, Gary Cooper's mentor. Um, and he said, people have to talk themselves into law and order before they do anything about it. And I thought that was a really interesting quote, right? Like, basically... People like the idea of law and order, right? Like, we like the idea. In this case, it seemed like to the townsfolk that if you did nothing, the bad guy would just leave him alone. But Gary Cooper realized that that wasn't wasn't the truth. He actually even told his young wife that they will hunt us down. They will, unless we stand up to this now, we will... uh, we will be uh, chasing and looking behind us for the rest of our lives. Right. I really liked it. I thought it was a really great movie. Um, It's a real-time movie, so basically it takes place within an hour, 30-minute time frame, and that's the runtime, which I think is cool. I love, like, all-in-one-day movies like that. The the way they use the clock to kind of gauge and build your anxiety up to high noon I think is really interesting. I've always really liked that. I go, oh, it's 15 minutes. He's only got 15 more minutes to to find somebody to help him. He's only got five minutes, you know. Well, and in the end, he ends up doing it himself, you know. Well, himself and then his wife ends up up picking up a gun. Gun and shooting somebody. The wife who's a pacifist realizes that uh, her love for her husband is stronger than uh, than 
what she thought she believed or what yeah. she, she believed. I always, I, I picture, I kind of disagreed with Grace Kelly doing, being horrible. Because what I picture is Grace Kelly being a 20-year-old woman that finds this sheriff, gets infatuated by him, and then she courts him and convinces him to become a pacifist. I think, I think. And so she's kind of, she's strong in some way, but she's kind of weak in other ways. She's young and inexperienced. I think part of the problem is I really like the other woman in it. Who's well, Kathy Hirado, who played uh, I think it's Rosa, yeah, in the movie, is an unbelievable. She's Hispanic, came from Guadalajara, and she's an amazing actress. She's an amazing actress, and she's amazing in this. So, compared to you know, her, um, Grace Kelly doesn't really stand a chance, but to your point, you know, that's kind of her character, but uh. Rosa, which is Kathy Hirado, she plays this this part as kind of a madam that owns a hotel. And she also was kind of forced to leave because even though she supported this town and helped it, she knows that the town isn't going to back her up when this other guy comes to town and she has to leave because she's Hispanic and because she's been a madam and that sort of thing. Well, and it leaves everything really vague. You know, like all this, you kind of know, um, but you don't know everything. You know that Gary Cooper's character um, isn't perfect, um, but you don't know exactly why. But it does really great character development in the short amount of time. The filming is fabulous, how they do the timing and uh, how they do some of the shots. I did notice this time that there's this one shot of these great electrical poles. Right. <laughs> go, well, you know, they do their distance, best. You know, but... but uh, They made I, it for like $500,000. I think it's one of my very favorite Westerns. You know who else favorite Western it is? Who's? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Oh, no. <laughs> Bill Clinton and Reagan. Oh. And Eisenhower, three presidents have stated as their favorite That's movie. interesting that's Reagan, because Reagan about that time was still acting in Westerns. Yeah, so. he was. So, anyway, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, hunt it down and watch it. I, I got it off Amazon. It's not much to rent, le- almost less to own. So Yeah, definitely. So, it's, it's, it's a great movie, and I think shows... Uh, um, Gary Cooper at, at one of his best roles. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It was, it's considered one of the biggest Oscar robs of all time because no one would give it the Oscar because of what it was about. John Wayne apparently very against it. He was very pro the blacklisting of the communists in Hollywood. So he was very against the I'm movie. surprised that Reagan liked it because Reagan, as you know, was... Uh, uh, in head of the the Actors Guild and was yeah. uh, pro the communist, the anti communist stuff. That's interesting. Interesting, yeah. Just some interesting facts about it. So it didn't win Best Picture, but Gary Cooper won, and the music won, which is great in it. So. It has a great ballad in it that yeah. is really kind of fun to listen to. Yeah, it's really good. It made me think of because you know we were talking a little bit last time about how westerns don't really exist anymore. Um, and this movie really kind of showed me this has the same, see, this has similar themes that are often explored in superhero movies. 
Yeah, in superhero movies, and I was also thinking is that a lot of the kind of the, I want to say fight scenes, but the scenes where the bad guy's hunting for the good guy and the good guy's hunting for the bad guy are really similar to this this type of fight. And yeah. was this one of the first, the way he filmed it and the angles and stuff make that kind of a, that's a really exciting five minutes of the movie. Yeah, no, it is really good. And it, and it just made me think of the way that Westerns told these stories and the amount of them. It's very similar to what we're dealing with now with just the amount of superhero movie, movies. Again, the themes. It made me think a lot about, like, even in Civil War, Captain America Civil War, you know, there's all this debate about whose job is it to, you know, to um, ensure justice, yeah. you know, and all of that. So and that was definitely that. I, as I watched this this last time, I hadn't really noticed this scene. And I noticed it this time, and it's the very last scene. So uh, Gary Cooper, the, the marshal, has killed the four men that have come to kill him. And all the, fa- all the town's folks have now come out and gather around. And in that scene, him and his wife are getting on a buckboard and heading out. And nobody is talking to him. Everybody's ignoring him. And he heads out of town to continue to his life. He had just saved this town from all this stuff. And nobody noticed. And that's the end of the movie. And he throws his uh, badge into the ground. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting movie. Definitely definitely good. You can see why I liked it. Yeah, no, I get this. I can see why it's a very, it's a great, it's a great movie. Like I said, I like a Western if it's good. Um, the problem is, is we haven't really, there hasn't been any good ones lately. Well, there's a lot of cheesy Westerns, but there are actually very good Westerns. Sure. You know, and from time to time, we'll maybe review a couple of those that I have in my back pocket that Sounds we can talk good. about. So, did you rewatch Unforgiven? I did yesterday. Yep. What'd you think? Um, Unforgiven is probably my favorite Western. Favorite of all time? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's three or four that are kind of together, but Unforgiven is is uh, it was done in 1992, and so it's an unexpected. Uh, Great Western and great movie that depicts um, a lot of the atmosphere from the old West. I think I get people here don't know that I grew up in Idaho and Wyoming, and I grew up in where the last of the old West and a lot of these movies come from. And this, the town that takes place is is uh, in Wyoming, in northern Wyoming, and that's where I grew up in northwest, on the northwest Wyoming border. And um, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it is good. Um, I Clint Eastwood, of course, is great in it. He directed it, too. So Morgan Freeman's in it. Um Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Who's English Bob? What's his name? Richard Harris. Richard Harris is great in that. Yeah, yeah, he's really great. I love this era of Richard Harris. Like, I love older Richard Harris. He was in um, Count of Monte Cristo, of course, Dumbledore, but I just love 
He was yeah, in the first, the, the first Harry Potter. Yeah. The first two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just kind of tell a little about it. It's a story of, of a man who was a really evil man who did a lot of bad things and met a sweet, pretty little thing. And they decided to, uh, settle and have a farm in Kansas. And they had two children and she dies. And that's where the, preface of the movie starts. Uh, meanwhile, in northern Wyoming, <clears throat> um, in a western town next to a lot of big ranches, the these uh, prostitutes, a uh, certain prostitute gets cut up by some uh, cowboys, and they put up out, and the prostitutes in, in that uh, billiard parlor put up a uh, a bounty of a thousand dollars to kill these two cowboys, and as the movie goes on, uh, Clint Eastwood and two other men go to collect this bounty. And supposedly, Clint Eastwood is reformed. He's no longer the mean man that he is. He's he doesn't drink. He doesn't swear. He um, just wants to kill these two guys and get the money so he can raise his family. And that's kind of how, that's the preference of the movie. Well, yeah, and the Gene Hackman character, who's the sheriff, is a really pretty scummy guy. Yeah, he's he's gone up through Kansas and different places of being a sheriff, and he's survived by being mean and cruel and being judge and jury. It's a little Javert-ish. Javert. From Les Mis. Oh. You know, he's a little bit like... People can't change, and he's really... And they won't change, and so I'm going to yeah. beat, beat the, the stump st- up out of these guys and, and do it. And, and so it's in, it's in that vein that uh, you enter the movie, and um, Morgan Freeman is an old partner of uh, Clint Eastwood, whose name is William Money. M-U-N-N-Y. Yeah. In case you're wondering. <laughs> not, not Money. And uh, you kind of learn, you kind of get to know them and uh, what they think, what the old days were like and what the present days were like. Um, Gene Hackman has a bunch of deputies that help him do his job and they're really cruel and mean. And they really, these two guys that cut up this uh, prostitute in a really horrible, terrible way basically got nothing you know yeah well they didn't they they had to pay some um some horses to the owner of the brothel basically yeah um which is awful a whole other you know thing but um so these women basically just decided to take it into their own hands yeah good movie what makes it so powerful to me is we we judge uh, good and evil on a scale of black and white. And we judge, you know, if we do something bad, we can repent and be forgiven and we change and everything's happy and everything's okay. The reality is there's shades of good and right and bad and evil. And in this movie, you get uh, William Money who tries and tries to follow what his wife would do and 
in the end, um, when his friend Morgan Freeman is killed, he turns back to the old William Money in this incredible uh, 10 minutes of the movie scene where he just becomes ruthless and just uh, kills uh, the sheriff and his deputies and is basically unforgiven, you know. He turns into a whole different character. Right. But, you know, again, it's like you're talking about he was he was justified, you know, like, or was he, you know? Are you ever justified to shoot somebody? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. And that's kind of what the movie shows. And they talk about that quite a bit in the movie, what... Uh, one of the characters in the movie who's a partner with uh, Will Money, he kills somebody and it just freaks him out. He can't, he can't handle it. And um, so is it ever justified to kill anybody? You know, that's, that's kind of what I got out of the movie. Right. The scenery in this movie uh, is incredible. It's beautiful. It was filmed up in Alberta and I imagine around the Rockies. And it's just it's just really beautiful to have pretty music with it. Um, it's just done really well. Yeah, I really like it. It's a, it's a good one. It's again one of those movies that it's just it's just a good movie, um, whether it's a western or not. And you know, it won the Academy Award. It and, did, yes. And uh, Clint Eastwood lost to. Uh, Who's the guy in Send of a Woman? Al Pacino? Yeah. Yeah, lost to... Makeup Oscar. Makeup Oscar to Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is Clint Eastwood's best best movie is acting, but I think it's... His best his directing. Best, best movie, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And right at the end, did you notice it was dedicated to uh, Sergio Leone and the other guy that had had directed Clint Eastwood in the spaghetti in the spaghetti or the Italian westerns. No, that's cool though. Yeah. And he credited a lot of uh, the techniques he used in this movie to how they had directed him. So, anyway, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Uh this is one that if you haven't seen, you need to watch. Yes, I mean it's it's intense at the beginning particularly. But it's a good one. And there are several scenes uh, that are pretty intense. Yeah. Right at the end, it's pretty intense. So what are we going to do next? I don't know. What do you want to do? It's your turn. It is my turn. I'll come up with it. We're going to probably, next time, we're going to bring on a special guest and going to do Miracle. Oh, are we? Yeah. Mm, okay. So you gotta watch. Gotta get Miracle ready. Uh, yeah, I like Miracle. Oh, you too. Yeah, yeah. I was there watching on TV when they won the Olympics, real time. Yeah, it's exciting. It's a, it's a, it's one of the best movies that kind of lived up to the, the hype of what it should be. You know. So anyway, we can talk about that next time. Clint Eastwood, your favorite, one of your favorite actors? I think so. You know, particularly in his Western roles. I didn't necessarily get into the Dirty Harry type stuff really well, but I think particularly some of his latest movies like Grand, 
Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Gran Torino is a is a fabulous movie, and uh, you know it's just it's just really deep. And uh, some of the ones he directed uh, later on have, have been have been good. Who is your favorite actor? You think my favorite actor probably uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I really like Jimmy Stewart a lot. I like John Wayne quite a bit. I'm trying to think of some of the others. I, there's other guys besides Western guys. That I yeah, like. I was gonna say you like <laughs> other movies. Yeah, I like I like a lot of movies. Kevin Costner. Uh, Kevin Costner's all right. Kevin Costner plays one role really, really well. You like Dances with Wolves. I did like Dances with Wolves because Kevin Costner's from Nebraska and he paid a Nebraska guy. Yeah, same with Field the Dreams. He does same great. Same with Field the you know? Dreams. He play when he plays that role. He does he does pretty well. That's it in the series Yellowstone. He does pretty well. He does, too. yeah, because he plays a he plays the same role. He plays a. Guy from Wy- Wy- well, yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming, but Nebraska's next to Wyoming. That's where. Yeah. He, that's where the West. Up. The West, yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I like those guys. I do like westerns a lot. I watched a lot of westerns growing up. Yeah, I feel like you didn't watch as many westerns like when I was growing up. Like, no, because there weren't as many. There weren't as many, yeah. But I would watch them when I had an opportunity. Sure. You guys, if you listened to our last pod where we said how it would select, I would always put a Western in there and nobody would pick it. So. Well, you know, you'd always put Jeremiah Johnson in. Yeah, and that's that's, that's a kind tough of, sell. That's kind of, no, that's one. Of, that's a great movie. That's a great movie. We ought to do Jeremiah Johnson. I have you ever watched Jeremiah Johnson? Yes. Oh, I don't believe it. I mean, it's been a long time. You probably watched pieces of it. Yeah, which you is probably fair. Did, did endure the whole thing. I mean, you know, it's just really long. Same with Dances with Wolves. It has like three words in it. Yeah, well, there's quite a bit of Indian spoken. Yeah, we could do uh, Last Mohicans. Oh, I love the Last Mohicans. I know. Oh my word! Yeah, so good. Michael Mann, same guy that did. Um, Oh, what's that movie? Dang it. It's that that uh, crime movie that was really good. Crime movie. Heat. Heat. Oh, I've never watched Heat. We should do Heat, but that's, that's not my choice for next time. We've been kind of like gritty. Yeah, we got to do so some we happy gotta do, movies. I got to do something uh, a little bit... More like something with like a few women in it would be cool. You yeah, know? we could do that. Well, we could do we could do a Pride and Prejudice. We could we could our Little Women. Yeah, I'm actually an expert on those. You are, yes, yeah. you are. We'll have to we'll do one of those and tell the story about uh, when the first time you watched Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, the long version, man. Yep, sounds good. Well, anything else you want to say? About High Noon or um, Watch High Noon. You know, High Noon. I really, I really have yeah. to say, I was surprised how much I liked it. I actually think I liked it more than I liked Unforgiven, which was surprising. Those two to me are really close. You know, um, Unforgiven can be really rough 
you know, there's just really intense. It can be really intense. You know. And high noon is definitely plenty intense, but there's a lot of stuff going on in high noon, um, and it really, um, it re- it really comes out of the times. It comes out of a time where there were the you know the McCarthy trials were real, and they had a it was a really bad mark on on the history of America and. And so to have a movie about it and is reasonable, you know. Sure. But I think the director did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And, you know, it's really interesting because the writer actually moved to England. And they had to diminish his role in, like, even writing it because of how he was blacklisted. Just interesting how much it goes into, you know, the making of the movie itself. Well, this was in 1952, which is right yeah. during the right during that time, that difficult time. So Anyway, well, we'll uh, see you all next time. Thank you for listening. <laughs>